0: How ironic that I, who have been raised with a devotion to harmony and peace, am being called upon to save the fiercest savages who ever roamed through space. And yet, can any man turn his back on another and still call himself civilized? To me, my board, Hello and welcome to episode 289 of Under the call of MS. This is Madmanapod Monday. Let me get the giant Madman Bible book. This thing's heavier than five Bibles. <laughs> it's just huge. You gotta get this. This is an awesome, beautiful book. By Michael, Laura, and Han are all All read. And there's five more coming, I believe. It's just going to look beautiful on one shelf of your books. Probably a lower shelf, because you're going to probably bend the shelf otherwise. (laughs) But today, that was a quote from someone that we'll be talking about a little bit later in the episode also. But let's get open up to the where we left off with our last story and now we are getting into a three issue run of madman this one you got to pick up just to have the flip factor they got flip action corners where you take the corners and just flip them really fast through your fingers and it makes up a little movie sequence for you it's always fun it's kind of nice in here because you Instead of having the individual trade paperbacks for this, you got them all in one run. Which is nice. So you can do all three all together and just do a massive, massive flip fest just watching Madman just boogie on down. (laughs) And getting his groove on. But they have a Cool pin-up by Sergio Argino, Arganos in here, inside the cover of it. Fun little one of him trying to get decide which madman outfit to put on for today. Oh, I just don't know what I did, but my shoulder just locked up on me. I didn't think I did that much today. I didn't do my yoga yet. That's probably why my body's yelling at me. <clears throat> but I had a bunch of errands to run this morning, so... Coming up on this following Saturday, the Saturday after this episode, on the Crimson Color Comic Club, we will be doing Star Wars Life Day. And I just so happened to pre-order mine, and it's still sitting in a warehouse somewhere and not being shipped. So I had to take a trip to the comic book store this morning to make sure I had a copy in my hands that I could read for the show. And then I will donate it to some kid in the future to terrorize them with the Star Wars Life Day party. <laughs> See if I can get them sucked into the fun. The frantic, scary fun. Alright. Let's get on to some Madman. Starting with the first of three trade paperback runs for this, this issue. I wish I could be myself as a great romantic figure, someone to be admired and respected loved I'm all I'm aware enough to know what a far cry that what a far cry that wish is let's get and get my tongue twisted there as when I seen far cry I instantly thought of the video game but <laughs> I'm sick. I have to face that one simple fact. Something is very, very wrong with me. Yeah. I got lots of issues wrong with me. I can relate. Pages feel like it's two pages, but it's only one. They're nice, beautiful, thick pages. They didn't skimp on the money to get these books made. They're definitely worth buying. You should definitely have one in your collection. Everybody should. When I look in the mirror, everything goes black and painful. I think I know who I am, but then I'm not sure. I killed a man today. Maybe he deserved to die. But this is something I feel I could never do. I could never take another life, yet I did. The Duncan makes a great weapon since I followed it or hollowed it. I shouldn't have my glasses when I'm reading this, I suppose, and filled it with lead. So he hollowed out his, if you don't know, Duncan is a yo-yo brand. And he took his Duncan yo-yo and filled it with lead. And that is one of his preferred weapons. He loves his yo-yos. As with Kickstarters in the past, you could get more Madman-style yo-yos. I got a whole whole lunchbox full of them. A Madman lunchbox full of Madman yo- yo-yos. <laughs> there I go again. I can't keep my thoughts straight. Why am I here? Now it seems that Dr. Biofard is my last hope. I'll have to do everything he asked. There he is. Just like I told you. Nice place. Looks like he lives in here, Arnie. Like a rat. You live down here. You a rat? This where you live, rat? Now this guy's a real douche. <laughs> Just plug him, Jake. Don't mess around. This is the flake that killed Polly. I saw him tear Polly up and run back to his this place. Jake. Mr Monstant was very special. Jake. Mr Monstant said he wanted this guy's head on a plate. And not keep him waiting. What are you supposed to be, huh? Your mama sold that outfit for you, Jake. Don't screw around. This guy is quick. As he's as Madman smacks the other guy in the face with the yo-yo, and then the other player pulls out a pistol. Madman grabs his yo-yo and says, "Next, I'll just leave, okay. And he slams into fence as he's running away. Madman has something in his hand. I don't know what. I thought for a second it was the gun, but it's not a gun. It looks like it might be another one of Madman's weapons. <laughs> Wait, I want to show you something. Watch this and keep your mind clear. What are you do? Eee- <laughs> uh, uh. <He-he-he- laughs> the guy's freaking out as he watches Madman rip an eyeball out of the other guys skull and sticks it in his mouth. Gulp. Erp. Excuse me. You scream like a girl, you know that? (laughs) Hold still now. I need to learn about Mr. Mondstadt. He has something I need. And he grabs the guy and does some mind trick mesmerization thing where he kind of Get some information from the guy's brain. Woo. Okay, here's the deal. You want to live? Y- y- yes. You're going to take your partner here and dump him at the hospital. And then you're going to get out of Snap City as fast as you can. Don't look back. We got a deal? Yeah, Sure. So long. I'm gone. You have my word. You'll never see me again. Boy. No, sir. Black. As Madman hurls up the, <laughs> the eyeball. I was wondering for a second there. What the heck's he doing eating an eyeball for? That's <laughs> pretty disgusting. But, eh, it's going to creep a guy out. What the heck? Might as well. With any luck, I'll get the address tonight, doctor. I'll bring you back as he opens up his freezer which has doctor BioPard laying in the freezer under ice. He's saving for hopefully be able to bring him back, save his life. Everything can be set straight, and you can help me. Find out who I am and what has happened to me. And then there's a little playback to where we get to see what happened in Madman's mind. Look out, Doc! Doc! As Doc's waving to him and he gets hit by a car. Freeze my body. Find Dr. Flam. Hurry, I'm dying. Without me there will be no one to stop Mamma Masta. Doctor Flem can bring me back. His address is in my third journal at Monstat's, page twenty two B Buzztown. Burn the journals. Don't give Monstat time with M-M-My secrets I'll find doctor Flem. Everything will be set straight. Before I sneak into Monstat storage, I just want to check on Joel. I just want to make sure she's okay. That's all. I'm not a perb or anything, climbing up a trellis to peek in a window, anything like that. <laughs> Checking on my girl. <laughs> I know there is some good in me. I love Joe. I love from a distance. Or if love from a distance is possible. Love is good, isn't it? Joe. Short for Josephine. Heck. Maybe it's just Joe. She could never love me, though. Maybe if I was... Well... There she is. Gosh, she's pretty. Then he has a little romantic interlude where they're just doing their thing, falling in love, in his mind, in his reality, in his world. What? Who? Who's that? Where did he go? If I didn't have enough loose wires, now I'm seeing things. Oh, that was, okay, that was madman was saying and I thought that was her at first sorry about that but that was madman seeing his Frank Franken style self and his he's wondering what's going on what he's doing why he's seeing these things he gads. and I'm just sitting here gawking while she takes off her clothes I'm nothing but a peeping Tom that's what I said Being a pervert, climbing the trellis, going to look at windows, can't be doing that stuff. Get yourself in trouble, then you're going to make her mad, and then she's not going to like you anymore. What's happening to you? It's me, Joe. Talk to me. Maybe I can help. As he falls from the window down into the brush. Oof. That does it. The sooner I get those journals from Mondstats, the better. From what I picked up from Arnie's mind, Mondstadt operates out of the Catalan building, the journals on the fifth floor, on a shelf in the corner office. All twelve right where they're supposed to be. Here we are. Journal number three, page 22. Dr. Flem. Three, two, one, two, 2 win some way Buzz town And he rips it out. out, And he burns the books. Now to burn them, like Dr. Biofart said. As he's burning them, we happen to see the two idiots from earlier coming through the door. Monstadt. Actually, no, it's one idiot. And then the Mondstadt character, I thought it was both idiots. Because the Mondstadt char- character has a neck brace on. Uh, uh, Arnie, you, you you, you Welcher? Are you developing a relationship with this man? No, 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 sir, Mr. Mondstadt. I just... I specifically told you to bring me the head of this lunatic on a plate. Instead, it's on his shoulders. Jake is in a coma, and you come crawling to me. You need a lesson in doing what you're told. I agree, Mr. Mondstadt. You just can't take the word of some people. Arnie's just a big, stinky liar, Madman says you shut up. Now you go over there and get that journal undamaged from his hands and bring it to me. Then for my pleasure alone, I want you to bring me his head. Do you understand? Yes, sir. But but, can't I just shoot him from here? I think you'd better drop that book, you freak. I'm not scared of you. Yeah, like, obviously we're earlier. So, they get into a little quarrel. Some weapons endear and fly around. You disappoint me. I hate having to deal with these things myself. Mondstadt says shoot him sir kill him kill him damn you stand still and he's just firing away madman's jumping around with the book in hand hold still and I'll kill you quickly Uh uh-uh damn 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 I can't afford to have any of Biofard's journals damaged Each is dependent on the others. See, sir? He's an asshole. You're an asshole. You're the asshole, Arnie. Big favor. Enough. I need those journals to usurp Biofarge's secrets of life and death. Arnie, get the Uzi from my desk. Let's see if he can avoid a spray of bullets. As Madman jumps from a window. He's only got the one book in his hand, though. What about the other books? They're going to get their hands on them. And granted, he might have the one that has some key things in it, but they're still going to get other ideas from Dr. Biofard's books. And that's not a good thing. All right. He's a suicidal. He's suicidal. What a nutcase. The journal. Where is the journal? Huh. You have to see this Mr. Mondstadt. Huh. I'd like to see him use his yo-yo from there. <laughs> He's got other things to use. They smack him with another thing. Another one of his toy, fun toys. Get down there. When I kill him, catch the journal. A very easy target. And Madman slingshots and jumps and flips and acrobats his way. It's him. Stop. Let me out. Here. And he jumps down on top of a bus. Loses the journal, journal falls into a manhole down in a sewer. I guess that's a pretty good hiding space. Blaze, excuse me, Mr. Bus Driver, does this bus go to, to Buzz Town? That it does, but I expect you to buy a ticket if you want to ride my bus loon. <laughs> You look stupid. Little kid says to Madman. Wait, don't go. It's me, Joel. And She noticed that something went down in the thing, so she goes and grabs the book, stupidly. (laughs) It's all full of sewage and stuff. She's like, got something. Eee, yuck. It looks like one of Biofard's journals. I'll take that. So she gets gets her hands on the journal, and the bad guys get the journal because she just had to grab it out of the sewer, or they could have left it, and they would have never found it, and could have came back and got it later. But, get out, the bus driver says. Ah, gee, come on, Mr. Bus Driver, please. It can't be much further, farther. Don't matter. Twelve bucks is only going to get you so far. You're lucky I took you out of Snap City. Wait, ow, I think I have a credit card. Just a second. I'm sure it's in here. Just a second. It's real important that I find Dr. Flem in Buzztown. Yeah, you need a doctor, all right. Wait, here it is. Stop. You jerk, is the bus? barrels off into the wilderness, into the darkness. The madman makes a buzz town sign, starts hitchhiking his way. Trying to hopefully find a way. Back to Dr. Biofard. You see some lights in the truck dr- in the dark from a truck. The truck comes up, just keeps going. Then it slows over on the side. And a man runs up to it. Thanks for stopping. I could sure use a ride. What are you, some kind of faggot? I don't have rides. Don't give rides to fags. Hey. As the truck squeals off, spits dirt at him. He picks up a stone, throws it right through the back window. Uh oh. <laughs> Chuck turns around and starts chasing him. And he gets dives into the ditch. Pull the rifles off the back. We're gonna beg a fag. They fell behind the seat. Uh, yeah. These guys are going to get their guns. Chase after poor madman. just looking for a ride. Now he's got a bunch of hicks trying to kill him. I think he might have ran across the road over there. You check this ditch. I'll check that side. Holler if you see him. Too big. Ugh. Couldn't get through a manhole. Manhole of, of vent going through underneath the ground. He was going to try and hide in there. Hey, I think I heard something over here. And Madman throws a can on the other side of the road to distract him. They just start shooting away in the dark as he sneaks away the other way. Did you get him? I don't know. Shit, I don't have any insurance either. Because his truck's wrecked now, and he's going to pay for that out of his pocket for being a dick. Serves him right. Man, man's kicking back, sees a scraggly squirrel and stuff. I'm pooped. It's weird to think that I'm stuck by gravity to the surface of a spinning object. What if gravity failed? What if we all started spinning off into the sky? How long would we live? I'd say probably just a few minutes, probably. (laughs) Once we broke the atmosphere and lost oxygen, we wouldn't last long at all. I guess being among nature is one place where everything starts to feel real. It's easier to believe in God out here than in a church. I seem to remember touching God, or almost at least. The tunnel of light, The peace, the soothing peace. A shooting star. I wonder if that was a sun that trillions of beings depended on for life. Now they're dead cold. Is God watching me now? I wonder when when our sun will die. Will God pack up to watch someone else? Good night, God. And he just takes a nap, goes to sleep. This weird, blistered-up character appears and wakes Madman from his dreams. And he kicks him away and runs off. Hold it. Wait. Where'd they go? Lost him. I'm lost. Copter seeds. I haven't seen this since I was a kid. We always had fun with those. <clears throat> Every year when the copter seeds would fall from the trees, you just throw them up in the air, by the handfuls, and watch them float back to the ground like helicopters. Those are always fun. You'd try to get as high as you could, get as many as you could, or take them in bags, climb trees and throw them, we'd go up on hills and throw them, throw them over rivers. All kinds of fun. How can I remember that? Why can I remember some things and other things just make my head hurt? An old mine, maybe I can find a road in the town. Eureka! He sees a buzz sign that says buzz Town, two miles. That's not bad. You can walk a mile in 30 seconds. You jog it, run it, or 30 minutes. I mean, you can run it, jog it. Probably do it in about 15 minutes. Hey, today is looking like my lucky day. As he finds a coin in the pull in the phone booth, a phone booth. Kids is a booth that has a telephone with a string on it and numbers that you push so you can call people. We used to have these back in the day. Now you have cell phones. These are little phones that you stick in your pocket that give you all kinds of weird cancers (laughs) and kill your testicles. But you get to talk to people whenever you want and look things up if you don't know something. He makes phone calls, or no, he takes the he takes the coin and goes to a soda pop machine. This is another thing from the past, kiddies, where you stick a coin in a machine and you pull a bottle, a glass bottle, of soda from a machine, and it's ice cold and ready for you to drink. But nowadays, you can't have glass bottles; they will hurt people, so they go they use plastic that hurts animals instead (laughs) But I will leave it there for well, let's finish this last two panels, he's sitting on a bench drinking his soda peculiar behavior fella, and the old man's talking to him, I'm sorry, what did you say? Running around in your long johns ain't rightly acceptable, socially, you know. That's where we're going to end Madman for today. And we'll get back to more of this next Monday with that. But I have something a little different that we're going to talk about right after this. And I will be right back. Alright, I'm back. Hopefully you're still enjoying this segment. This has easily become my favorite uh, podcast segment of the week, the Mad Mana Pod. I just love that I can sit here and read stories I have loved and enjoyed and ones I still haven't gotten to that I will be reading for the first time with you and enjoying them in the future. But it's just a lot of fun doing this, and the voices are never going to be the same for each person, they're always going to be different because, except for Madman, I'm just going to keep him as my voice and doing it a little bit softer when he's actually speaking or thinking of stuff. But other than that, it's I'm playing around with their voices, but it's just I'm still in the process of learning how to speak normally with these new dentures. The full upper and lower dentures. But now this week, I'm without my lower dentures because the stupid things are causing sores on my gums. So I want the sores to heal, so I had to take them out now. So I'll be without those for probably a week or so to try and let that heal. So So the voices are going to be probably different each week, so. Can guarantee that and I can never my MS brain won't let me remember what voices I did for each individual person along the way, so I'm just going by how people look to me and stuff like that when I use their voices. But we'll see. Hopefully you can enjoy it. But now if you know this next character, you may have understood the opening saying that I started with because I am going to talk about a character named the Silver Surfer. Now we have someone from our Crimson Colour Comic Club and Under the Colour of or Under the Colour podcast that every year does a reread and all read all year. <laughs> all these different rereads where he does certain things for a month just reading everything up until something that's happening and he always does a Silver Surfer one and I wanted to get in on it but I don't know where I don't have all my Silver Surfer books out and I just picked up a few more just because I found them in a bargain bin again and I figure if I have any duplicates or whatever I may want Want to cut them up and use them myself for some type of crafting projects or whatever, or I'll give them to someone else to fall in love with in the future. We'll see once I if I ever come across my other ones. But I just haven't gotten into that silver surfer full read thing, and now they started the new Silver server Run. So that's kind of got me interested again. But this is a character that never really fully pulled me in. So that's why I never jumped on it. And the few books I did read didn't, didn't really grab me and make me want to follow the character deeply. But then I picked up these few Let's talk about Silver Surfer first a little bit. The Silver Surfer is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. The character also appears in a number of movies, television, and video game adaption, adaptations. The character was created... I will say I always did enjoy playing the Silver Surfer in video games when I was able to. The character was created by Jack Kirby, and first appeared in the comic book Fantastic Four, number 48, published in 1966. The Silver Surfer is a humanoid alien with metallic skin who can travel through space with the aid of his surfboard-like craft. Originally, a young astronomer named Noran Rad on the planet Zenla he saved his homeworld... From the planet devourer Galactus by serving as his herald. Imbued in return with some portion of Galactus's power cosmic, Rad acquired vast power, a new body, and a surfboard surfboard like craft on which he could travel faster than light. Now known as the Silver Surfer, Rad roamed the cosmos searching for planets for Galactus to consume. When his travels took him to Earth, he met the Fantastic Four, who helped him rediscover his nobility of spirit. Betraying Galactus, the surfer saved Earth, but was exiled there as punishment. Now, in here they say he has a metallic skin, it's, I don't look at it as a metallic style skin, it's more to me like the Terminator 2, the, uh, what you call the liquid, the liquid metal type skin, but it's not like a hard, hard shell, it's his body, his flesh, covering, but. He's appeared in Fantastic Four, number 48, and 66. He's been in a variety of things, different series over the years, and one-shots and stuff like that. Uh, In the 2000s, he appears in a Cabal and Deadpool issue. Uh, he's been reunited a few times with the Defenders in the early 2000s. He starred in a four-issue miniseries, Annihilation, Silver Surfer. Uh, also co-starred in the miniseries, Heralds of Galactus, which were part of the Annihilation crossover I could go on and on, just Wikipedia him up, he's been in just lots of different things over the years, but I am going to focus on the 2010-ish, 2014 period, where the Silver Surfer was done by the wonderful Mike Allred. And this was, Volume 7 began as part of an all-new Marvel Now by writer Dan Slott and artist Michael Allred, Mike Allred, and colorist Laura Allred. In January 2016, The Silver Surfer Volume 8 began with a special 50th anniversary edition, which was supposed to release in March of 2016. But the ones I happened to pick up in this bargain box were number 8, 10, 11, 12, and 13. And these got me hooked. (laughs) Now I got to read them all. Get caught up on them. Get them from the start again. But Let's start this out with the basic synopsis and then the synopsis of issue, the start of issue 8, and then we'll go from there. Chosen by Galactus to be his herald and imbued with the power cosmic, Norrin Rad from the planet Zenla became the Silver Surfer. Now, freed from his servitude to the world eater, the Silver Surfer travels the spaceways on a mission of heroism and discovery. Born to a couple of very nice people in the small town of Anchor Bay, Massachusetts, A young girl in love with her hometown crew, hometown, grew up to be Dawn Greenwood, co manager of the Greenwood Inn. That is, until she was kidnapped by aliens. So that name sounds familiar. Dawn Green? Dawn Greenwood? Together, the Silver Surfer and Dawn conquered cosmic villainy, and Dawn chose to accompany the Surfer on his space adventure. And I know I'll learn eventually how the power cosmic or whatever allows Dawn to just be a normally dressed person flying through space. She doesn't get harmed by it at all. And, yeah, that's an issue I have, if you know me from the past, with characters being out in space with no protection or anything. They can just breathe and live just perfectly fine. The gravity holds her on the board, which there's no gravity in space, but she sticks right to the board. uh, I'm sure I'll get it explained sometime in some issue once I reread all the other ones. On a recent visit to Earth, the surfer reunited Dawn with her estranged mother. Who had walked away from the family when Dawn was a child. But it wasn't a happy reunion. And it took such an emotional toll on Dawn. That she asked the surfer to take her away to space again. Dawn likes to run away. (laughs) She likes to run away from her problems. Which is not a good thing kids. You should face your problems and deal with them because otherwise you might miss out on other things down the road with the rest of your family and friends if you just run away. Norn began to wonder whether he was doing more harm to his companion than good. But after a high-stakes trip to a cosmic casino, the pair set out into the universe to have even more daring adventures. Meanwhile, a mysterious figure secretly watched them, Predicting dark times in their future. Yeah, this issue is fun. Because the surfer and Dawn just go out and they're playing. Dawn's controlling the surfboard. Well, without cheating and using his power cosmic, the silver surfer just, is blindfolded and just lets her control where they're going. And I apparently when this happened last time, Dawn crashed them into a planet. Well, she promises not to crash them into a planet, but they go past this warp, this uh, tear in the tear in the universe itself, and as they're flying, all of a sudden, they almost fly into a giant, into the side of a giant space whale. <laughs> But instead, they end up going into the whale's mouth. Basically, Jonah and the whale. It's that that style storyline. Basically, they're getting sucked up by the whale, and they have to find their way out. Along the way, they see a bunch of these little pink star creatures attack them. They're yelling out, intruders, outsiders, foreign material, attack! And these are basically uh, part of the space whale. They're the giant space giant organisms antibodies that help protect the space whale. So uh, the silver surfer without thinking right away sees a problem with them coming at after him and uses his power cosmic and zaps the poor little creatures and they get all sick feeling and weak and tired and they got to lay down and stuff while that happens all of a sudden some other creatures appear and they're like hey look the antibods are down we're free yes the mox pox are free to spread to spore to seed They're just gonna take over and kill everything and wipe it out. And of course, Dawn's the type that doesn't want anything to feel harm or get harmed. So she makes the surfer promise not to kill him, not to harm him. And she has a little talk with him and find out why they're mad and angry because they're little and the big things are always attacking them. And just. It turns into an awesome little story where Dawn tells the little uh, viruses a story about another little character. From Brendalus 3, a tiny little planet that the Silver Surfer happened to help one time when their son was dying. And... His name is Hartle and they end up taking him with them because he, well, he's one of the Brundlebud tiny characters named Hartle and he's got built himself a Brundle Boost Wonder Suit, and he flew off into this cosmos into this space to find Silver Surfer and ask if he could be his little herald, just this tiny little itty bitty dude. And Don tells these other little characters stories about how this little little dude helped them out a bunch of times. And it was really cool hearing these little stories what he did and how he helped out. And then when he, they got everything taken care of and we're ready to leave the whale, the whale's like, wait, I want another story. I want to know what happened to the heralds. So they... Tell them the story of what happened to the Herald before it all, before they could get released. And, of course, you don't really want to get into those stories because in those stories, eventually all things come to an end. So... But it was really fun having her tell these little stories to these little creatures and getting these creatures to understand certain things and how they happen and what's going on in the world and make them understand that it doesn't matter your size and strength. It just matters who you are and how you you use those abilities and what you can do to help the world. But then we skip an issue. And get to issue ten through thirteen, and in here, the Silver Surfer is called upon to me, my herald. And they're on the other side of the universe, and they got—he's got to haul ass back and get back to Galactus, find out what's going on. And here we find Galactus in a whole new form. He's—it's Golden Galactus. He is no longer the devourer of planet. He is now the life bringer, where he brings life to planets, which is cool. But that could be kind of a problem, too, because now he's not taking things away. He's adding more things to, to the Whole collaboration of life to life itself. I know, mean, is that gonna throw things off by bringing too much new life to the universe and not taking any life from the universe? Is that gonna cause a problem? I don't know, we gotta find out. But what happens is the Elfex and the Omegron, which are two parts of a device that basically caused the big bang. And when they separated and are kind of like a lock and a key to the whole universe. And if they collide, it can basically end the universe in the snap of a hand is like instantly everything could be gone. So in order to, Increase the lifespan of the universe. Galactus wants. uh, The Silver Surfer to take a piece. And. Send it to. That's just a. Annoying telemarketer. I'm not going to bother with them today. Because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. They have to ruin my mad mana pod of course. But. They sit there and. Silver Surfer is going to run it. To one end of the edge of the universe and dawn's like well i can take the board surfboard and take one to one end of the universe and you take the other piece and go to the other end of the universe well here you find out silver server doesn't even need the surfboard to fly fast so dawn takes the surfboard And goes on, and the surfboard has a dawn inside it, which I got to find out what that's all about, but I will when I read some other issues in the future. But they split off and run to the separate sides of the universe, and when they get this all set up, Galactus can't hold on to things anymore. And things get released, and parts of the universe disappear, and they get separated basically from each other probably forever and unless something special can happen and you got to read things to find out what happens along the way. But while this is all going on, we also get into a thing where the surfer and a few other characters are helping out like a bee colony, a colony of bee type species that are being attacked by like bears (laughs) and they help them save their hive, their hive planet. And along the way, a character that's not part of it gets disappointed and worried and feels he's not, being accepted for being the number one strongest, most baddest ass person out there. And so he challenged, wants to challenge the Silver Surfer and get his name, uh, name pushed up into the ranks or whatever. So people will know who he is and what he is and how strong he is and all that stuff. The basic idiot out there that feels he needs to be better than everybody else but basically this is going on but dawn's got this feeling like she needs to be back by her twin she doesn't realize how long they've been gone and here her twin sister is having a child so they want to get back to there before the child's born But along the way, they come into a bunch of conflict with this character. And some other issues that they come across. And then we find out some sad things about Dawn's father. That happened before she could get back. And in the next couple issues, because of that, we deal with the Silver Surfer basically taking Dawn to a planet that's basically called Euphoria. It's a planet where you will see whatever you want to see to make you happy and you can get sucked into it and it can take over your mind and all that. And along with that a bunch of other things happen that lead us into some events with Dawn and the Sower Surfer going into the future and causing some more issues and possibly taking them to the end of their lives and leaving them in a place where they will never get back to their normal, uh, normal realm where they know where they are in the universe they end up in a different part of the universe and stuff with time travel and go through a bunch of things that get him into a lot of trouble but this was so much fun reading these I sat down last night I'm like yeah I'll check out the first one next thing I know I'm through all five issues in no time, looking around, where's the next one? It's like, damn it, I don't have the next one. <laughs> it's like, That's fine. I want to go back and get number one and read from one on. Now, the earlier Silver Surfers, I would like to read just to get the concepts about the character. But I don't know if I'll be deep into them as much as I am with this, since these are done by Dan Slott Michael Allred. Like All Red and Lord All Red. And that's the main reason I wanted to read these ones. Because of the Mad Man Pod. I thought it would be a fun little bonus episode. To do little extras. About other things that the All Reds have done. As I read them also. So. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed the extra little bonus. We added on to this segment. And hopefully you can get out there. And get your hands on some silver surfer from the mid 2000s all oh, the 2010s to mid 2015 or so we all know that era the those fun books and check out other silver surfer ones as well if you like the character but let stay good be good to yourself be good to others Kick the crap out of the monster. You got this. And have a ginchy day.